Hi everyone, welcome back to Culture Bucket for your second part of our two-part special on The White Lotus, the uh, first season of HBO's anthology satire of uh, of the rich and um, wealthy. That Those are synonyms. That I'm, Cinnamons? Oh, it's just started terribly. And let's <laughs> those just, are synonyms. Um, <laughs> I love cinnamon. It's nearly Christmas. Well, it's, it's, it's winter time and I do love my cinnamon at Christmas. Synonyms. Um, so... I'm here to discuss the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth episodes of The White Lotus with my co-host, Alex, who's also here. You've just heard a voice, but uh, let's hear it again. Hi, George. Hi, everyone. How are you doing, George? I'm doing good. Fantastic. How are you? Good. Fantastic. Good. Yeah. Good. Let's yeah. get straight into it. Yeah, let's get into... <laughs> So last episode, we ended on uh, the end of episode two, where the sort of big events at the end of episode two are Quinn goes and sleeps on the beach. Mark discovers that his father died of AIDS. And um, Paula and Shane just continue their sort of cycle of arguing and then um, forgiving each other. Mm. Armand has a big old bag of drugs. Uh, Tonya has told Belinda that she's going to pay for her to run a wellness centre. Yep. And uh, that's about it. Oh, Paula has set her sights on uh, lovely busboy Kai. Yeah, as well. he is lovely. Yeah, he's a very lovely boy. Uh, so that's where we are when we start on episode three, which is called Mysterious Monkeys, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mysterious Monkeys. Um, so, which makes me... Have you noticed that the when the... In the opening credits of the White Lotus, it's like yeah. animated wallpaper almost. Yeah, it's like rotting wallpaper. Yeah. yeah, and they sneak in a few different sort of little references. For example, when Steve Zahn's name comes up, who plays Mark, mm. the thing on the wallpaper that you're seeing is like a pair of a, a two pieces of fruit, and it looks like a pair of testicles. Yeah, which is um very much the thing that kind of kicks off his story is his uh, cancer mm. scare. Yeah, uh, and I think there's a couple of other things. I think when uh, Quinn's name comes up, we see some people uh, canoeing, which is uh, going to be relevant later. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then everything is sort of rotting, and you're seeing kind of the the rot beneath the beautiful exterior, which is yeah. what we're going to continue to explore. I I so, really like the the opening um, credits because I I never skip them. You know, sometimes you just skip them. Yeah, no, I, I never skipped them. Yeah, I just thought even the music is so it's like. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, everyone waits for the day. Paula is being cagey about her tryst with Kai. Um, I believe in the last episode, did she go to find Kai in the evening? Yeah. She's vanished. She's vanished and come back. Um, so Olivia's kind of starting to be a little bit suspicious about that. Quinn wakes up with all of his electronics washed away. Yeah. Um, because he he fell asleep on the beach with his phone, his tablet, all his his Nintendo Switch. Yeah. All his various things have been washed away, which and they're if, very important to him. 
they are important to him and if it was me and my phone ipad and nintendo switch were washed away i would be like well that's awful because i can't buy all of those things again (laughs) um yeah quinn's not quite in the same position but his family are gonna because he goes to breakfast he says he doesn't have a phone and they order him a new phone that'll be waiting for him when they get back to their house yeah. Um. But they aren't in the middle of nowhere. They are on Hawaii. Um. And I did sort of read into this and look this up. It wouldn't be that difficult to send him off to a, a Best Buy or somewhere on the island and get him a new phone. Yeah, but you don't you don't leave the resort, do you? Yeah, but he, they yeah. could. Like they yeah, could. Yeah, he could. And he also, definitely could. Yeah. Like they're kind of they're a bit like oh you can be without your phone for a day. Duh. None of them could. Like they no. all are in the same boat as yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and it's due to the thoughtlessness of the entire clan, the the yeah. parents for booking a room that was too small without yeah. thinking where the where the kids are going to sleep, and then Olivia and Paula for being so heartless that they're going to let him sleep outside. Yeah. Um, that's led to this happening, but none of them are willing to help him. Poor Quinn. Um. Uh, Shane and Rachel uh wake up and have sex in the morning, which um leads to something that Rachel's going to worry about over this episode and the subsequent episodes as to whether their attraction, their relationship is entirely physical and based on physical attraction, or is there anything else to it? <laughs> Which throughout the episode and the first episode, the, she could have figured out this before like, marrying yep. this guy. <laughs> yeah, yep. all things that she could have considered earlier. Um, Tonya decides it's finally time to scatter her mother's ashes. Yeah. So Armand very, very helpfully organises for her and Belinda to go on a boat ride um, to scatter the ashes at sunset. That will be truly, truly beautiful and mm-hmm. delightful. Yeah. Um, however, also, to console Rachel, who's upset about the various arguments <laughs> they've had, Shane wants to kind of make up with a big uh, romantic gesture. Yeah. So he goes to Armand and... Um, I think he asks Armand if he can organise a private dinner in their room. Does he initially? I think he asks Armand if they can have like a private meal together yeah. in, the, in their room or on their balcony yeah, or something. Yeah, something special, yeah. Yeah, to make up for the pineapple sweet mix-up. Mm. And Armand says, no, 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 no. I've got a much better idea. We have a boat. I can charter the boat. To go out with you at sunset with our pro- with our chef, and he'll cook you a meal that you'll eat as the sun is setting on our boat. It will be wonderful. By the way, there might be one or two other guests on the boat, <laughs> but don't worry about it. They're just there to do the same thing. Uh, and also, because they've chartered the boat, you don't have to pay for it. So yeah. it's all for free. So um, Shane says, brilliant. Thank you for that. <laughs> And immediately sets up what's going to be an amazing scene when you realise that Rachel and Shane are going to go for a romantic meal on a boat with the yeah. entirely unhinged Tonya who's yeah. about to try and scatter her mother's ashes, something she clearly isn't ready to do. So, we'll, But at this we'll point go you go, later. Armand, why? Why do you have to make <laughs> the situation worse? Yeah, Armand very much uh, having have is, is beginning to really go off the deep end. Um He's he's going to be getting to that big bag of drugs soon enough. Yeah. And, uh, he's he's just starting to be quite um, sabotaging himself. Yeah. Self-destructive yeah. behaviour. Uh, putting Shane on a collision course with a situation he is going to hate. 
um, is definitely going to only upset him. Um, so we we join the Muspackers who are um, still Mark is still reeling from the revelation that his dad uh, died of AIDS and was a closeted uh, gay man. The, rev- the 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 rest of the family sort of finds out that this has happened. Olivia and Paula take exceptional glee in judging Mark for being homophobic. Mm. But I, be- I, d- I don't think it's because they are gen- they genuinely think he's being homophobic. No. Or because they care about uh, defending no. and calling out homophobia. It's because they, they delight didn't... in any yeah. opportunity to make somebody yeah. feel uncomfortable and awkward. Any even opportunity. If it's, yeah. Even if it's Olivia seeing her dad cope with the fact that her father yeah. had lived. Because I think there's a degree, I think there probably is a degree of homophobia to Mark uh, discovering this. But I think there's also a much, much bigger part of it is is him coming to grips with the fact that yeah. he didn't truly know who his dad was. I think yeah. that's what's really upsetting. Yeah. Um, but, but his, that's da- not his what daughter, their about. daughter, uh, Olivia, just enjoys basically bullying them. Yeah. In yeah, any being, moment. Being, un- being unpleasant. Yeah. Um, Mark goes on an exceptional bender in the the rest of this episode getting very very drunk um and uh has awkward encounters with just about anyone everyone he has an awkward (laughs) encounter with rachel uh other women at the bar his own son yeah armand yeah (laughs) Who is on his That's own self-destructive spiral um, yeah. and is now drinking, yeah, taking all drinking the prescription again. medication, uh, flirts with Dylan, who is clearly, you know, we, we discover in this episode that Armand is um, is gay yeah, and clearly has eyes for Dylan, which he's now more willing to act on because he's sort of on in this self-destructive pattern. Yeah. Um, and then propositions, very directly propositions Mark when they're both at the bar and they're both kind of dealing with their own problems. And Mark yeah. asks, Mark asks Armand what it's like to, um, to have sex with a man. And, uh, Armand just asks him if he'd like to find out, <laughs> which is not what the resort manager should be saying to one of his no. most sort of high paying guests. Um, Irrespective of what what um, gender anyone's identifying as, it, it's just it's yeah. just an unprofessional way to behave. Absolutely. Um, uh, we go to the boat in the yeah. evening as well, where um, Shane and Rachel arrive, thinking they're about to have a lovely private uh, evening on a boat with a private meal. They see Tonya and uh, Belinda and. Uh, discover fairly quickly that Tonya is there to scatter her mother's ashes. Tonya is under the impression, for some reason, that Shane and Rachel are there to support her in this act yeah. and drags them into her world uh, briefly, yeah. um, where she attempts to scatter the ashes, but instead just sort of starts scream crying and yeah. has, a bit of a, has a bit of a moment. What, what did you think of this sequence on the boat? Uh, well, she's so clueless about the real world and she thinks that anybody that's around her is would want her company. Like when the girls are on the beach in the previous episode, in episode two, she thinks that they might enjoy having some, com- like might enjoy having her as company, but they don't. And again, this time, you know, she's so 
in a way stuck in her own world that yeah. she doesn't realize that people are not there for her but just for their own things and but also i feel it shows a vulnerability that she can't that's not the right moment to scatter her mother's ashes and you kind of see that maybe she's a vulnerable person and you kind of feel for her like she's she's a very confusing character because if <laughs> she she either you kind of like her and dislike her most of the times like whilst most of them i don't particularly like and the more i watch i like less she's one of them that i i feel sorry for her but also she's really selfish as well yeah cuz the damage she deals over the course of the series is yeah. is almost worse than what anyone else does yeah. she really yeah. builds somebody up and then tears them down completely yeah. in a very thoughtless way she's not doing it on purpose but yeah. she's still responsible for it yeah but you still feel sorry for her which is weird yeah. there's a weird feeling about yeah. her cuz oh. you can't hate her i don't know why yeah because it's Jennifer Coolidge. How could you hate Jennifer Coolidge? Exactly. Oh, how, can can't be done. how can you hate Jennifer Coolidge? Um, yeah, she's she's something else. Um, so, yeah, so that boat scene is, is just incredible. Um, that's sort of broadly the main thrust of this episode. We get the idea now that Mark has decided that the, the policy is absolute honesty because he, mm. he really does have the emotional range of a child. Um. Mm. And his discovery that his father had lied about his double life has now led him to make the decision that he will never, ever tell another lie, basically. And he's just going to be completely honest with everyone that approaches him and everyone he talks to, Um, which is going to create all kinds of problems. Mm. It's not a great idea. Mm. Um, But that's what he does. Everyone sort of returns to their room to go to bed, um, as is kind of the the cycle of every episode. And... um, I think we finish on Olivia following Paula and then mm. watching Paula and Kai have sex. And mm. uh, Olivia does not like this. You can tell no. Olivia's upset by this. Are you not really sure why? Is it because she has loving feelings for Paula or is it because that's a family holiday and she should be doing that? Like, you're not really sure why Olivia's not happy about her having sex with a guy. No, uh, I'm going to call it out. now that it's because it, it's because it's not Olivia doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Paul yeah. Paula's doing something but about Olivia. At this point, you're not really still sure about their relationship and how they are with yeah. each other, and and so. But at this point, you, I, I was confused. I was like, why? Why would she be like that? Is she jealous that she hasn't got a boyfriend, like a a guy that she can do that with, or you know? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's how this episode yeah. ends, and then we move on to episode yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, that episode does that. That was a good episode, We've, but not one of the. It's still kind of setting, um, what uh, the the tragedy that's going to happen, but also it's very entertaining. Yeah, definitely, yeah. it's an extremely entertaining episode. Again, nothing major happens in it. Uh, the the kind of the 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 argument and the 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 fractured relationship between Shane and Armand continues to yeah. grow. Armand is now actively yeah. aggressively upsetting yeah. Shane, which is only going to make that much yeah. much worse. Um we see a little bit more about Paula and Olivia and their slightly odd relationship. We really start to see Armand um spiral in this episode as with Mark yeah. as well. Um 
and Shane and Rachel. I think it's I think it's episode four is when Shane and Rachel are really going to get shaken up by the arrival of a of a new yes. guest to the hotel. Yes, which we'll we'll see more of. Um, now episode four is called Recentering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Recentering, and uh, it opens with Quinn waking up on the beach, which is now a f- becoming a familiar sight. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's new bedroom. Yeah, despite, I think in the last episode, Nicole sort of, again, quite performatively has a big go at the girls for allowing Quinn to sleep on the beach, but does nothing to solve the yeah. problem. And her no. son continues to to go to sleep at this incredibly expensive resort on the beach, which is absurd. Um, yeah, because I feel like in this, in like people pretend they care, but then they're too obsessed with their own problems. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like... Um, Rachel's husband, which is called what's his called name? Uh, Shane. Shane. No, no, Shane. not Rachel. Sorry. Uh, the dad. What's his name? Mark. Mark. Like Mark is a father of two, and he has given no attention whatsoever to their to his kids because, like, he's given minimal attention because his problems are bigger. You know, you you yeah. do like you have kids you deal with your problems in a different way but no he's so self-centered that he he doesn't care that his son is sleeping on the beach like you're in his resort you have all this money you could get a different room you could ask for it you know but instead your son is sleeping you could ask for them to bring in a camp bed or something you could ask them to bring yes anything you could anything would could work um so then we we uh oh I don't I think it might have been set up in the last episode or even the one before but we haven't mentioned it yet but Quinn and Mark are both learning to uh, ah, scuba, yeah. which is going to be slightly relevant in the upcoming yeah. episodes, um, uh, but again it's just part of Mark's decision that he wants to be a good dad so he's going to make Quinn learn yeah. to scuba with him whether Quinn mm. wants to learn or not. Quinn wakes up on the beach at the start of episode four and sees a group of um Hawaiians singing and bringing their canoe ashore and he kind of is interested in what he sees, basically. So we'll see a bit more of that as we go. Um, we learn much more about Kai in this episode. In fact, this might be the episode where we learn he's called mm. Kai. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, Paula is continuing to see yeah. him and we learn much more about him. It's probably the, it's the first time we actually really learn about anyone who's sort of native mm. to Hawaii in this yeah. series. Um, and the White Lotus Resort is built on um, a loey, a sort of farm, mm. Uh that Kai's family used to farm on and um, Kai's, which was like a taro patch. Mm. They would, they would grow uh, taro vegetables and um, his brothers are contesting the eviction and sort of trying to fight the white Lotus, uh, you know, the, the, the people who've come in and evicted them from their land uh, to build this resort for rich people. Um, yeah. Kai is kind of stuck in this awkward position where he's now working at the hotel mm. resort. Um, so he's sort of stuck between the two worlds. He tells all of this to Paula, who just th- who whose response is to tell him that he's so real, <laughs> um, so real, and I think this is where she tells him that she can't tell Olivia because yeah, Olivia will just take him for herself. She's got this. She's got. They've got this relationship where if Paula has anything of her yeah. own, Olivia mm-hmm. will take it. Um, and we kind of read in between the lines or etc. We kind of learn. We kind of realize that you know. Paula has had boyfriends relationships in the past yeah. that then Olivia has slept with her boyfriends and taken yeah. sort of taken ownership of the of the of the relationship which sort of brings a lot of depth to that friendship and makes you realize that it's not quite the supportive 
one that they mm. kind of like to make out that it yeah. is to the parents and to, to Quinn, etc. Yeah. Um, what did you think as we learned these revelations about Kai and sort of where he's from and his background? Uh, in what sense? What, or what do I think, like... Well, just... This is sort of the first time we really get to think about or get told about yeah. um, someone who's native to, to the islands. Well, you've... And it's kind yeah. of, I guess, a point's being made about, you know colonialism mm. people you know white yeah. people effectively coming in and taking the land for their own with very little thought of what the indigenous population was using it for yeah well you definitely feel angry arrived. because you know <laughs> this the, the this this land has been taken away from from indigenous people and on this land there are uh, these other people that are basically not appreciating it because none of them are spending time outside none of them are going in the sea they're all staying. Yeah, it could like, be anywhere. <laughs> they could just go to anywhere. Why? Why there? And yeah. and this is land that belonged to somebody, and you do feel you 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 feel like Paula does. Paula is angry, and you feel the same because it's not right. Then you'll find out more about mm. Paula later. But I think the yeah. first reaction is the same. The one that she has. He's he's there servicing them. And they are not appreciating it. Like, it's amazing that you go to a resort like that and you spend your time by the pool. Yeah. Yeah, instead of on the, on the, on shore. the shore, on the yeah. beach, where Queen yeah. is. And it's good that they put that in into perspective, like, where the place actually is. It's not just... Yeah, for sure. It's not just an island. It's somebody else's home. Yeah, yeah, and it's interesting because they've already announced there will be a second season of yeah. the White Lotus, and I think the idea is going to be it will be a different White Lotus resort somewhere else in yeah. the world. I think I think Japan has been mentioned, but wow. I can't remember if that's just mm. um, something that I I saw somebody speculating or if that's been a kind kind of officially said. But yeah, it will be mm. the and you know I could imagine they'll they'll again have a similar sort of um, connection between yeah. where it's set and because I feel what, like opening there. like a bracket as like open like. A different it's just like people go to places because you know you go to hawaii and you go you say oh, because i've been to hawaii these kind of resorts mm. are everywhere and it's it's not because you want to be there and experience the local um food and the local customs you go there because you can say you've been there and and yeah uh, in fact you you insist that the locals come to you because there's that one scene at dinner where they um kai comes out and yeah. performs with some of the yeah. pe- people that sort of hawaiian um yeah dance that hawaiian routine and it's almost a bit of like here's our sort of cursory look at for the guests where they are in the world but beyond that they don't care and then ironically uh bookings for the real four seasons in hawaii shot through the roof when this aired (laughs) i can't think of anything worse to or going to a resort I am an I, I I like being with people, but I like to be with my own kind of people. And I can't think of anything worse than going to a resort or a cruise and seeing the same faces over and over again. That means you have to talk to them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. I just can't. I can't deal. I would feel trapped. Agreed. Agreed. Sorry. Agreed. Let's uh, no, let's uh, come okay, moving back. On. Moving on. So. <laughs> Uh, let's look at Armand for a bit oh, in this episode. We spent some time with Armand. He's doing pretty yeah. badly after last yeah. night. Uh, he regrets what he's done, and um, 
At the same time, Tanya tells Paula and Olivia that he has their backpack. They find yeah. out finally that that's where their backpack is. Yeah. They've asked him actually in other episodes repeatedly if the, if he's if the backpack's been handed in, and he's just said, "Oh no, I don't know where yeah. that is." Um. So they confront him, and he decides he's just going to give it back. He's going to leave all the drugs in it. He's going to give it back to them, and they can just do with it as yeah. they please. Um. However, Shane, um, <laughs> arrives furious about the boat trip from yeah. the previous day and uh, has a big bust up with Armand and a, a furious Armand um, is pushed back yeah. into the spiral and we can see that it's these interactions of Shane are what is pushing him to make these but bad Shane decisions. is right He's so frustrated in his Shane. craziness Shane is right yeah. <laughs> like when I know we all hate Shane but he's right he didn't have to... But if I had an opportunity to do that oh, to Shane, absolutely, I would have taken Absolutely, it I would do that and worse. However, he's right. Like, he sent him on a boat with somebody trying to scatter the dead mother's ashes. Yeah, yeah. But I think the thing the thing that's now pushing Armand is now Shane wants to speak to Armand's boss. Shane yeah. wants to take it higher. Yeah. And personally has it out for Armand at this point now. Which, again, like you say, you can see why Shane feels that way. But it's definitely pushing Armand into this... Um, corner. So what Armand does instead is he takes all the drugs out of the backpack and gives the backpack back to the girls empty. Yeah. And really, there's very little they can do at this point because they can't admit that they have a backpack full of drugs no. or that Armand's taken all of their drugs, etc. So, um, and I think Armand's. I think they even say that there were prescription drugs in there, and Armand's like, "Oh, if you show me the prescriptions, I can, um, you know, see if they've been turned in anywhere or something." But obviously, yeah. they, they haven't acquired these drugs in any sort of legal manner, so they have to sort of back down. Mm. Um, Tonya and Belinda are supposed to have dinner together, but uh, Tonya cancels. Uh, just as you can see that Belinda's just actually starting to accept that maybe yeah. this is going to happen, that maybe Tonya's going to help her build this wellness centre and she's yeah. going to be able to start controlling her own life. And then Tonya cancels because along comes Greg. Uh, Greg. Uh, an entirely <laughs> anonymous man. Yeah. yeah. Not much about him. The one no. thing that... <laughs> What? The hilarious thing about Greg, though. Well, the hilarious thing about Greg, and the thing that Tonya thinks that is very exciting about Greg, <laughs> is that he works for BLM. BLM. Which Tonya immediately Assumes. thinks is Black Lives Matter. She's yeah. under the impression that this middle-aged, bald white man who is staying in a very expensive resort has yeah. a job working for the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um. She, I, extremely funny because there's a, there's no world in which that could be true <laughs> it's just not possible <laughs> for no. that to be true um and uh but but tanya's under the impression it is uh she sort of gets chatting to him gets flirting with him and they agree to go for dinner together so she mm. cancels on belinda uh, and at dinner she finds out that he in fact doesn't work for black lives matter he works for the bureau of land management <laughs> Like the most vanilla job ever. Yeah, like he's the some, most vanilla man in the yeah. most vanilla job. And she finds him attractive. Yeah, I guess because he's giving her attention maybe yeah. or, or, or for various. But she just moves on from Belinda basically and, and, yeah. and puts her attentions on, on Greg because she decides that Greg can, can give her something that maybe she can't get from Belinda. So yeah. when she finds out that he actually isn't this sort of um, incredible philanthropist that she kind of thought he was, when mm. she thought he worked for Black Lives Matter, and he's actually just a boring businessman that works for the Bureau of Land Management and likes to play golf. Yeah. Um. He she continues to pursue him. 
mm-hmm. much I think to the to the damage of her relationship with Belinda, which yeah. she clearly doesn't particularly uh, care about. Um, you can realize a little bit about her that she's interested only to a certain degree to things until she finds something different. Yeah, she's sort of flitting around, just looking for the yeah. things that are going to interest her. And the second she gets even a little bit bored, she'll find the next. Yeah, thing exactly, because she's always yeah. probably lived a privileged, privileged life, and that's what Absolutely. she's used to. Yeah. And but she's dealing with people that, you know, haven't lived a privileged, privileged life like her. So yeah, you kind of start disliking her a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, mm. But then also over the next couple of episodes, she does start to display a level of self awareness that you thought was maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something she would have, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she makes choices that are going to favour Belinda in any way. Just yeah. she starts to kind of be a bit more aware of like her own journey, maybe. Um, we also spend time with Shane and Rachel in this episode. Um, Rachel is now considering a non-profit career. She wants to work for a charity. Yeah. Uh, Shane doesn't care. No. I think he doesn't particularly have any interest in what she wants to do. Um, but also, why has she suddenly just decided this is her job now? She's she's not going to be a journalist anymore. Now she's going to work for a charity. Like, Is she just trying to kind of fight back at Shane about whether money is the most important thing in the world? Or is she just flailing around for some meaning? Um, yeah, I think to it's To show the second that she's one. more than a, a trophy yeah. wife. Yeah, she wants to be somebody that is important and uh, have have meaning in her life. Yeah. Um, and just as she's in the middle of this sort of self-identity crisis about whether or not she's a trophy wife, um, Shane and Armand drop a bomb on top of her by announcing that uh, Shane's mother has arrived at the hotel. So someone who's yeah. just existed as a character on the other end of a phone for the first three episodes has finally arrived, played by the perfect Molly Shannon. Yeah. Um, meaning that there's, there's actually multiple, because Jennifer Coolidge and Molly Shannon are both in Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Um, and there may be somebody else. I can't remember if there's anybody else, but yeah. So another promising young, young woman, mm-hmm. uh, Alum, turns up uh, Molly Shannon playing Kitty, Shane's mother, yeah. who sort of exists to personify everything that Rachel is terrified of becoming. Yeah. Um, to the point where at dinner she cartoonishly just chants money <laughs> at Rachel at one point. <laughs> <laughs> and Shane joins in, and it's yeah. the, it's it's the closest this gets to just full on like cartoon level yeah. of satire with them just going money 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 money. money, money. money. Um, <laughs> Shane yeah. tells his mom all about. Uh, Ra- First of all, as soon as Kitty arrives, Rachel is just f- you can tell she's furious and upset. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Kitty talks about the wedding in a way that makes it clear that Kitty thought the wedding was about her, was about Kitty and Shane, and not about Rachel yeah. in any way. And who um, organised the wedding? Kitty did. Yeah, exactly. Kitty. It's all about Kitty. Yeah. It's all about Ki- Kitty. And Kitty that's the thing. <laughs> Rachel is such a weird character because how do you realise all of this after now? You know, yeah. clearly the mother is the protagonist in this relationship yeah, and for absolutely. the rest of your lives. And you just realise now after Kitty has organised your wedding. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> And she Shane... doesn't remember anything. She doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Just her organising it, that's what she yeah. So Shane, Shane, um, who again just uses his mother to solve his problems, tells his mother at dinner all about Rachel's plans to work for a non-profit. Yeah. Which is where um, Kitty makes it quite clear that the best thing that Rachel is now in a position to provide to a non-profit organisation is money. Money. Not Rachel's time. 
<laughs> not Rachel's skills or qualities yeah. that she has as a person, but the yeah. money she now has access to. And I think she, Kitty mm-hmm. talks about the fact that she um, donates a week in February from her like villa, her holiday villa, to a silent auction every year. That's how she kind mm. of helps a non-profit. Who goes on holiday in February? If you're incredibly wealthy, like you're not using that villa in February anyway. What's she giving up? Nothing. She's providing nothing, nothing that mm-hmm. would actually be of any impact to her life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, makes it clear that, that, that Rachel should, if she wants to work for non-profits, she should spend her time organising parties and doing fundraisers for the non-profits rather than actually working for them and doing anything productive. Yeah. Um, uh, which sort of shatters Rachel quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But again, just come on, Rachel. Just why do you not? Just come on, Rachel. Yeah, well, she, she, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like she wants her, she wants everything. She wants a personality, but she hasn't got one. She wants a career, but she doesn't fight for one. She, She's not a fighter, is she? No. No, she's not. She's definitely not a fighter. And of... she found an opportunity and, and she wants to fight against that opportunity. However, she's not fighting very well, is she? No. No, she no. is not. Um, there's also a great scene where they go, they show Kitty their room and Kitty just immediately d- agrees with Shane that it's not the room they booked. <laughs> that That's not going away anytime soon. No. Um... <laughs> one of a one of a little point about Shane and uh, Rachel is when Shane and Armand had the big argument and he asked for the number from the manager. When he finally gets that number, it's just a made up number. It's not a real number. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to again create problems later. Uh, Armand is not doing a very good job of covering his no. tracks or placating Shane. Um, moving on to the Mossbackers for it. Mark in he one of his now brutally honest conversations with his son, um, just quite casually tells Quinn that he once had an affair. And cheated on Quinn's mother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is like the worst. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. It's fine because he brought her some bracelets. And this is, I think, I should have known, I should have realized earlier, but this is the point where I truly realized how wealthy and obscene these people are. How much were these yeah. bracelets that he brought his his wife to make up for having an affair? Like eighteen thousand dollars or something. Eighteen. Yeah. $75,000. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I, yeah, Close 75. to grand's worth yeah. of jewellery on this woman's yeah. wrists. Double, yeah. double what I earn in a year. Um, insane. And, and the fact there's $75,000 worth of um, bracelets uh, solved the problem. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine because you. And also, we've said before, I don't think Mark really works. Where did the seventy five k come from? I imagine it Rah. came from the coal. Well, unless he's a very wealthy man, unless he's the CEO of a company and he doesn't do anything, unless he inherited a load of money yeah, from somebody. From money, like that's the thing. These these people come from money, probably. Um, but far worse, really, than um. Mark telling Quinn about this affair is then at dinner, Quinn announces to the rest of the family that he is aware of this because I think he sees the bracelets and he's like, makes a comment about how much they're worth yeah. and immediately it all comes out that he's told that he's told Quinn about it and then they have this, there's this complex discussion where Mark's getting, becoming quite the victim. Olivia yeah. accuses Mark of having never asked Paula a question and challenges him to ask Paula a question about herself to which Mark can't just can't 
just mm. is incapable <laughs> of thinking of a question to ask Paula. Yeah. So just says, well, Paula's never asked me a question. To which Paula asks, quite insightfully probably, what do you stand for? Which um, is a question that Mark can't answer because he mm. doesn't stand for anything. No. Um, and he won't stand for anything. And um, she seems to have a bit more of an attitude about her with the Mossbackers at this point, Paula, after her yeah. discussions with Kai. And uh, you can tell she's quite angry just in general at the world she's found herself in at this yeah. moment in time. Um, at a certain point, she's going to get pushed uh, into having to make choices between this world and another world, and we'll see the decisions yeah. she makes. But at this point in time, she's feeling um, like she wants to fight back against it. Um while all this is happening, Olivia approaches Kai when Paul is not looking and has a has a gross little conversation with him where she kind of says his name's really cool and obviously is trying to sort of yeah see feel out whether she's capable of taking him for herself kind of thing. Um, yeah. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible behaviour. Uh, yeah. uh, another point in this episode, Quinn introduces himself to the canoeing Hawaiians and um, they kind of immediately are quite friendly towards him and welcoming towards him and uh, it's probably the first time he's had a pleasant conversation with a single character in the whole series mm-hmm. which is horrible um yeah. and then we get to the finale of this episode where armand has decided oh, that yeah his attraction to dylan is simply too much and he must have him yeah so he offers to pay dylan and to let Dylan choose his own shifts. Yeah. For If Dylan will go to Armand's office with him, take drugs and have sex. Yeah. Which is deeply disturbing and not a good choice mm-hmm. for Armand to be making. Come on, yeah. Armand. Um, so they set off on that path and Shane, mm. we cut to Shane realising that <laughs> the number that he's been given by Armand is fake. Yeah. And... Um, when he realises this number is fake, he storms down to the manager's office, storms in with Belinda, I think, who's also there to to talk yeah. to Armand. And the pair of them open the door and they see Shane and Dylan in an exceptionally <laughs> compromising position. Yeah. And Both um, naked, I think. Both naked. I, I think yeah. Armand's face is in the region of Dylan's backside. Yeah. yeah. Um, And it's just not good. It's just, no. it's very, and it's a very explicit moment. But it's yeah. sort of like you talk about things often like euphoria, kind of overdoing it with scenes like this book. I think because The White Lotus isn't really explicit and doesn't, isn't filled with scenes no. like this, it hits harder when they do this yeah. because yeah. It's, it's a very unexpected sight. And the look yeah. on Shane's face is sort of the look on all of our faces. But with Shane, you can see immediately there's pure glee and joy in it because Shane yeah. knows he's got him now. He's, he, this is it. Yeah. He's yeah. found exactly what he would want. He's got all yeah. the ammunition he needs against Armand because yeah. he's found him doing this in his office. Yeah. Um, what did you think of episode four? Well, so many things happen that like can be avoided in episode four. And so that shows like the kind of ridiculousness of these characters, of these people. Like Armand didn't have to give a fake number. He could have given a number of... Dylan for example and Dylan could have answered he could have easily solved the situation but uh it it didn't um uh Rachel thinks that she's better than this where she's not and that's the the thing that she thinks she's 
she deserves better. But you wouldn't have gone in a marriage like this if you thought you deserved any better. Like, mm. she thinks that she deserves better. So she's part of the, you know, uh, kind of like, I think she she tasted before getting married to Shane, she tasted the luxury of life. And then she got married and she was like, oh, but I, this is not what I wanted. But it is because you were not married, this guy, because <laughs> he's awful. Um, the, uh, what else? Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's definitely the beginning of the end. <laughs> like it's when things definitely start spiraling down. Um, and Armand, you know, we'll find in the next couple of episodes, like things are going to go south. Oh um, yeah. Very, very south. Oh yeah. Oh, what yeah. what did you think? Um yeah, it's it's an amazing episode of television. Yeah. I thought that episode 4 is incredible. I mean, it's yeah. largely dominated by those final like 30 seconds which are oh, the when whole episode Shane turns around. That moment. Yeah. That smile is like the happiest he's probably been throughout his entire honeymoon. Yeah, but in a way it feels like all four episodes so far have been building to this moment and now yeah. in the next two episodes we will see sort of Yeah the impact of, of all of this. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, the 75 K bracelets are in- incredibly important yeah. and will play a big, big role going forwards and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, no, this is a really good episode. I, I, I really liked this one. Um, should we move on to episode five? Yeah. So episode five is called the Lotus, the Lotus Eaters. Eaters. Now what are Lotus Eaters, Alex? Um, there are these people that live in this island and they eat uh, this lotus uh, flower or root, but they're not really sure what the actual it is because it could be many different things. Uh, but it's this kind of um, uh, sleep and it makes people feel sleepy and happy with themselves and, and they never want to leave this island because they're in this constant state of um, Ap- apathy. Apathy, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're not really sure if it's actual the actual lotus flower or it's kind of opioids. But um, I think Ulysses went to in his uh, in the Odyssey went to one of the islands was um, this one. Yeah, and full of temptation of just staying yeah. and uh, living the life yeah. of a lotus eater. Um, you can define a lotus eater as a person who spends their time indulging in pleasure and luxury rather than dealing with practical concerns, which. Um, that's what Rachel does. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what a lot of them do. No. So, we move into episode mm. five, The Lotus Eaters, and um, <laughs> Shane is cock of the walk. Yeah. He has got his chest all puffed up like a big bird, and he's the happiest he's ever been because he yeah. has won a fight. Yeah. Armand has no choice now but to put Shane and Rachel in the pineapple suite. And we finally yeah. get to see the famous pineapple suite. Yeah. What do you think of the pineapple suite? It's not very nice, is it? No, it's horrible. The, the, <laughs> it's horrible. The wallpaper's just covered in pineapples, but the behind the pineapples, it's like dark blue and it makes the room look small. Yeah. The view is worse. It's just there's not no a very view. good room. There's, n- there's no ocean. There's, yeah, there's, the there's just this garden. Why would you want to go to Hawaii and be in a garden when you could see the ocean? Yeah, just uh, a bad room. But yeah. Shane doesn't care. 
It's no. the room that they booked originally, so he gets yeah. to be in it now. For like a day. Well yeah. done, Shane. For a day. Um, <sighs> ridiculous. I would yeah. it's I wouldn't move like you've settled no. in now. Like just oh anyway. Uh Rachel has a talk with Kitty. Um yeah. who uh says she's second guessing sort of marrying Shane. Um and uh, Kitty tells her that she's so beautiful. She's just so beautiful. Yeah. Look at how beautiful you are. There were all sorts of other beautiful women that Shane could have married, but he chose you. Aren't you yeah. lucky and privileged? Mm-hmm. You're the beautiful one that was picked by Shane. You're the most beautiful yeah. of all the beautiful ones. Um, and you make Shane happy with your beauty. And yeah. uh, Rachel is now panicking that she's just a trophy wife and that's all she is. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, again, the signs were there. She could have seen it. Yeah. That this is what was going to happen. Yeah. But never mind. But never mind. Uh, so sort of that's kind of where Rachel is in this episode, sort of worrying about being a trophy wife. And Shane's just kind of celebrating having won an argument with someone who makes um, as much in a year as he probably makes in about 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, it, he doesn't care as long as he's won the fight. Um, we see Greg and Tanya after their evening of passion. Uh, Greg makes excuses and leaves very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and t- but Tanya clearly is not finished with Greg. Uh, no. and there'll be more of that. Um, Belinda approaches Tanya in in a way that Belinda wouldn't have done this at the start of the week. Belinda no. would never have done this. But because no. Tanya has convinced her and sold her, Belinda attempts to get Tanya to look at her business proposal. She's made this entire business plan up. She's actually yeah. got ideas. This is her dream. She takes it to Tanya, who has made her believe in this dream. And Tanya just wants to talk about Greg yeah. and is only interested in the fact that she's now met this Greg. And she's forgotten yeah. entirely about this carrot she's dangled in front of Belinda, which yeah. is just crushing mm-hmm. uh, and horrible. Um, and. Uh, Tanya, but but also Tanya has some revelations in this episode. She starts to realise that she is not a healthy, emotionally healthy person, that she's a, a kind of a wreck and a mess. And she goes to Greg and she tells him all of this. And Greg says he doesn't care and he still yeah. wants to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to think of Greg. Um... Uh, I don't know, like, I didn't like him at the beginning because he he just seemed a bit of aloof. But then he does seem to take Tanya into and, like, in uh, to enjoy time with Tanya and maybe to be her companion. Yeah. Um, is it going to last? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, until she gets bored. I don't know. I don't know if this will be another thing, like, you know, he opens up to her, her and then she finds something else, you know? Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's going to be like a loop of things that she does or this is actually it for them. They're kind of open. I wonder when we see Jennifer Coolidge in the next uh, White Lotus, I wonder if she's going to play the same character. Well, I think she will play the same character. Yeah, and so we learn that Greg we'll find is, out. is ill. Yeah. 
So is is Jennifer Coolidge going to turn up with another set of ashes to scatter oh. in the next season? <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, is her role in the next season going to be going to be to show her just going through the exact same journey? <laughs> and I yeah, wonder. and then she'll always be in the same loop. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fascinating if that's the same. Yeah, it would be interesting if that's. It would be interesting if they try that to see how they make it still watchable and not just repeat. I don't know, it'd be interesting, but yeah, I wonder. But I, I have to imagine she's playing the same part. But I would watch The White Lotus again with the same kind of dynamics, but different characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's, like I, I assume that the rest of the cast are going to be new for the next season. Yeah. But then it would be it would so, be interesting if then in season three, they bring Rachel and Shane back. And then in season four, you see the Mossbackers again. Yeah. And if they start to mix in, because it, it's not unreasonable that you'd see those people again at some other big resort. But no, of course not. They probably do these it, things every year. It's unlikely that the 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 Pattons and the Mossbackers and Tony McCoy are all going to be at the same place again at the yeah. same time. But yeah. you could see one or two of them turning up somewhere else in the future. Yeah. Um. So we see Quinn go canoeing or paddling with some locals um, in the morning and he's out for quite a while with them. And when he finally turns up, his parents are really mad that he hasn't told them where he was. Yeah. Despite the fact that they've now forgotten, of course, that he doesn't have a phone anymore because they've yeah. taken his his phone is broken. He was borrowing his dad's phone, has taken it back. Um, if they really wanted him to be able to get in touch with them, they could very much have gotten him a new phone there and then yeah. instead of making him wait a few days. So, again, you know, it's all very performatively caring about each other, but when it comes down to it, not actually carrying through on any of that. Yeah. Um. Kai has made Paula a necklace with a little charm on it. He's done some arts and crafts and he's made Paula this delightful little little necklace. And he tells her that he loves her and he Mm -hmm. wants her to stay. And she's given this choice now where she has to make a choice between the life that she has now, that she has insisted that she doesn't like, or um, life with this boy who she clearly is interested in. And um, she chooses to continue with her current life mm-hmm. and she says to Kai that um, when she leaves they will never see each other again yeah and you see here I think you see the truth of Paula here mm-hmm. um, very much would you would you agree um no yes and no the begin, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I guess she does still try to help in one final yeah. way. Yeah. Um, because is... she, obviously, in the previous day's dinner, they've discovered that um, Nicole has these bracelets that were worth $75,000. Mm. And um, certainly the whole family are going to go out in the afternoon to watch um, Quinn and Mark go scuba diving. Yeah. And certainly Nicole is not going to take her 75k bracelets on a boat with her. No. They're going to go in the safe in the room. So Paula, thinking she's smarter than she is, yeah. gets the safe code by asking Olivia to put some little bit of yeah. tat that she that is worth nothing in the safe. Yeah. Uh, claiming it has emotional value. Um yeah. and she clearly should think that as soon as later on when the safe is broken into, Olivia's gonna very quickly put to like this is a very poorly thought out plan. Oh, absolutely. 
it's just a sort of rebellion that Paul, Paula isn't thinking it through because it's going to be found out so quickly. But Paula's yeah. going to end up fine. It's it's obviously Kai that's going to suffer. Yeah. Um, but when she so, opens, I thought I thought it was amazing when she opens the safe, the ma- mother. Yeah. To put this uh, thing like all the jewelry that is in there. Like and the money you're going yeah. to a re- all paid resort, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And all inclusive. You're taking all this jewelry with you. You're putting loads of money in here. Like it's nothing. Like yeah. It's insane, isn't it? Like, have yeah. you ever put anything in a safe? No. No. Like in a hotel. Like no. <laughs> steal anything you want. I have nothing. Nothing you know? of any value for you to take from me. <laughs> So it's just crazy that you go to this resort and you you bring all this stuff with you which could have easily been left at home. Yep. Because you're Absolutely. not using it because you are, you haven't seen her with all this jewellery Well, you're going to wear a different pair of earrings every night. It's just this materialistic thing that makes no sense mm-hmm. in our world. I mean, no. yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. It's bizarre. But uh, she gets this safe code. She tells Kai her plan that he should go in. When they go off scuba diving, he should use this skeleton key card he has to get into the room and steal the bracelets because they're worth all of this money and he could pay for the legal defence for his brothers. And again, very, very uh, naive to think that $75,000 is going to be enough to get this resort from the people that own it. Like... They're not winning that case. That eviction yeah. case isn't is not going to be won seventy five k or not. No. But Paula thinks, oh, with this money you could you know you could win this and get your land back, etc. Uh, and also, again, extremely selfish of her because she could have stolen the the bracelets and give them to him. Yeah, yeah, easily she's, because she's nobody's in, in that room most of the times. Yeah, and now she's got the code. She could easily do that. And yeah. equally, um, she sort of. Uh oh! What was I thinking of then? Like, it's it's a very it's also very much her worldview to think that um a, an amount of money is going to solve a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so she convinces Kai. She tells Kai this plan. Kai crucially does not want to do it. He no. doesn't see himself as a thief. He really, really doesn't. She sort yeah. of badges him, pesters him until he sort of. He doesn't even tell her he's going to do it. He just sort of eventually, she makes him kind of see that it might be worth doing. Yeah. So um, that that sort of is set up as something that's going to happen later in the episode. Uh, Nicole has a big go at Mark for telling Quinn about his affair, pointing out quite correctly that um, it's not Mark's place to tell Quinn that he had an affair on his no. mother. Mark hasn't considered what this is, how this is going to affect her relationship with her son, only mm-hmm. how it affects his relationship with his son, because he's so selfish. And I and, and it may I start to like who is Nicole in the like Nicole's a character that things happen to throughout the series and Connie Britton's mm. very good in it, but she doesn't have much of her own story. No. And she doesn't really she's probably not sympathetic, but she's not one of the more she doesn't do many unpleasant things, I don't think, as it no. goes through. No, absolutely um, not. She's uh, she's she's working like throughout yeah. the series. She's constantly working, so yeah, she's on this holiday because she wants to take her family on holiday. But she hasn't. You never see her 
not working. Yeah, she's sort so of. So she doesn't do anything bad. She just. Yeah, works. Because I think by the like by the end of the series, I think it's fair to say that I, I think Mike White hates Rachel. Yeah. Like I, I don't think I think he he detests that character, and there's a lot of yeah. judgment and critique of that character. I don't yeah. think he hates Nicole. No. No. He doesn't agree necessarily with her, but I don't think he hates her. No. Because I didn't. Ha- I don't have a strong opinion on Nicole. I have a strong no. opinion on Rachel. I yeah. really dislike her. Yeah. And I have a strong opinion on Mark. I I I I don't like him. Oh, Mark, absolutely. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to do anything. He has no responsibilities and constantly he creates problems. Yeah. And whilst Ray, um Nicole is working and on holiday and trying to do this and trying to do that, maybe she's not the greatest mother, but at the same time she's a she's a woman who has got a career yeah, and she's giving you everything you need. And, and every moment you moan about something like yeah. you're the, the, the most heartfelt person in this, on this planet. Yeah. When in reality you, you're not. So they're on the boat getting ready to go scuba diving. And I think for just a, a brief moment on the back of all these conversations, Nicole for a second sees actually genuinely sees the family yeah. that she's, sort of created yeah. around her for who they are which is a group of awful people yeah potentially with the exception of quinn but certainly yeah. her daughter and her um husband are awful, awful. so yeah. she breaks down and leaves storms off back to the mm-hmm. hotel room and immediately as an as the audience you're like oh no this is gonna mm. there's only one way this is gonna go so she goes back to the hotel room mark follows her uh because he can't he can't sort of let her you know he has to kind of solve the problem etc so he follows her um unbeknownst him kai is in the room stealing the bracelets um nicole comes back and it all sort of breaks down he he tries to she sees nicole sees kai and he doesn't sort of he doesn't attack her does it does he he just sort of tries to calm her down and get out i did not watch that scene oh what i fast forwarded why (laughs) because i was so upset with paula and her privileged ass (laughs) and i was upset with the fact that kai did something that he shouldn't have done and he didn't want to do yeah and he was getting caught because of course he was going to get caught and i just couldn't stomach watching it so I don't know. I know I know they had a fight because then I watched the scenes after. I know, but I just I just I was just so angry. You are leaving this island, Paula, and then you're telling me that I need to go and steal these bracelets. Yeah. And the moment that the shit hits the fan, on which side are you gonna be? Definitely yeah. not mine. No. Sorry. So, so I haven't watched it. <laughs> so, well, the way the way the scene plays out is that Connie comes upon Kai stealing the bracelets and yeah. absolutely has a, a panics as you would. Yeah. Kai's reaction is to try and sort of silence her and uh, incapacitate her in a in a, in I think as non-violent a way as possible, so he can yeah. just get out and escape. Um, unfortunately, Mark, who has followed Nicole back, Mark arrives and has a fight with Kai, and Kai. Kai is a very well-built 
mat young man he overpowers yeah. mark and beats mark and then yeah. escapes um the immediate in the in the immediate the fallout of this is that um the hotel comps the Mossbacker's entire stay yeah uh so financially they lose nothing because of the bracelets are, in, are insured yeah. but they will recover the bracelets in the next episode but the bracelets are insured and um mark finally gets the respect that he has been craving from his family yeah. and this yeah. is the thing mark's been desperately trying to reconnect with nicole he's 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 made various blunders he's beaten his chest like a, an ape at one point in a, a bizarre yeah. scene um <laughs> nothing has worked but finally when he's able to not even win in a fight but just tried to defend Nicole from this uh, invader, yeah. who we as an audience member know poses little threat, um, mm. really. Like, I don't think Kai's going to attack them. But mm. um, this has galvanised their relationship again, and Mark and Nicole are kind of reconfirmed mm. to each other. And the children as well. Quinn yeah. has more respect for Mark now and, and Olivia. And Olivia yeah. immediately, like immediately knows that Paula's involved in yeah. this. Like there's no way you wouldn't immediately jump to that conclusion. Yeah. Uh, so Paula is feeling very seen, I think, at the end yeah. of this episode. Yeah. As she should be for her terrible yeah. behaviour. And that's where episode five ends and it and leaves us waiting for the finale, episode yeah. six. Yeah. What's your take on this? Oh, it's it's like I said, for me it's a really hard episode to watch. Um like it's there there are two stories here that get rewritten on there. So there's a story of Kai that gets convinced by the girl he loves to steal a couple of bracelets to help his family in so you can think of it as a wholesome kind of like thing. Wholesome, yeah. but like but then the story gets rewritten by Mark, that he's the hero that has defeated um, this intruder, and it's just uh, it's it's just kind of there these two stories, and you know one of them, um, you know you lost seventy five thousand dollars, and it doesn't matter because you haven't lost anything, and the other person is gonna lose everything if he mm. gets caught. Everything. And but you are a hero, you know, you are the hero. Instead of wondering why this guy was trying to steal your things, you're the hero because you did defeated him, and it just makes me. This episode made me give <laughs> me. I was really tense, uh, because I, you know, you. It's um. It, the Mossbacher's family has got a bit better because maybe for like five minutes they respected father, but Kai's life is definitely much worse, and yeah. Paula. Is do is gonna do nothing to prevent that. Yeah. Well, each of the three guests, each of the three sets of guests we follow by this point has ruined someone who works at the resort's life. Tonya has destroyed yeah. Belinda. The Mossbackers yeah. have now, um, or Paula and the Mossbackers have destroyed Kai's mm. life, and um, Rachel and Shane have, uh, or Shane has has ruined Armand's life. So yeah. they've all they've now all wreaked havoc upon the the workers of the hotel. Yeah. Um yeah. and we enter episode 6 with one yeah. question on our minds, who is in the coffin? Who is in the coffin? Who is in the coffin? Who is going to die? And at this point it really could be anyone. Anyone. Like could... anyone could die. Yeah. <laughs> um... And at this point because um um Tanya's uh, boyfriend Greg is sick. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, maybe it's him. Maybe yeah. like I thought in the first episode, it would be, you know, somebody that you've seen once. Yeah, and Greg um, sort of almost fits that yeah. bill. He's not really yeah. a big character. It could be Greg. It could be Kai, um, yeah. you know, running could scared. Could be Dylan. I thought it might be Dylan, you know, yeah. one of the sex capades with... Um... <laughs> Yeah, it could we be Dylan. Um, could be anyone. There's, there's no reason it couldn't be Tonya. Like, it could be any number of people. But um, I believe that maybe Rachel is not. I think I only thought... because they set it up so clearly to be Rachel. I can. Yeah, yeah I didn't think it was going to be Rachel. And it's not Rachel. Yeah. And we'll talk more about who it is um, yeah. in a couple of minutes. But we go into the open. We open with uh, Quinn. Starts the day waking up on the beach again. And the, the, the canoers see him and they tell him that they need him. They're down a man and they need him. Yeah, and he's clearly delighted and elated to be to be needed by somebody, and he mm. goes off to um to be with the uh to be with them and go canoeing with them, and he seems genuinely happy in that environment uh, in a way that he hasn't done in any other place in the rest of the series. Um, yeah, and Quinn's sort of finding himself. Uh, Rachel tells Shane that she regrets marrying him. <laughs> finally, um, finally, she should have. Think, yeah, but yeah. she finally tells Shane this. Uh, obviously upsetting Shane quite a lot and leaving Shane in a very emotionally vulnerable state for the entire episode, which is going to have big implications later. Um, instead of going to breakfast with Shane, she goes for a facial where she meets Belinda, who gives her her number and tells her to call her if she needs any help, yeah. um, which will come up later. And Shane starts talking about the fact that this room was broken into the previous day, basically talking about how the hotel isn't able to look after the guests properly and none of them are safe. Uh, he would protect himself. He wishes he had a gun, um, et cetera, et cetera. He's basically using it as an opportunity to try and portray himself as a man of action. Um, yeah. Again, this isn't great, and it's not going to lead to very good things um, in the future of this episode. Um, <laughs> Tonya now decides she's going to um, ruin some more lives and... Um, Decides she wants to stay with Greg, despite the fact she now knows he has a terminal illness, he's dying. Yeah. Um, she she's gonna stay with him and even discusses uh like getting a getting a house where he near where he lives, like moving to the place he's from. Yeah. She's very, very like like she tells she and she also tells Belinda that she wants to end her dependency on tra transactional relationships, you know, where people are friendly with her because they're getting something out of it. Um, yeah. Which is so she Even leaves. Even though she offered to Belinda this, yeah, opportunity. yeah, very much. Like she's created this herself. Yeah. Uh, so she gives Belinda a big envelope full of money again because these people think that money is the solution to, yeah. to every problem, uh, and money certainly is capable of solving problems, but it's not necessarily. Um, but, what these people are looking for, but um, that transaction was so perfect, wasn't it? Like yeah. Belinda didn't say anything, doesn't say anything. No, she just gets this envelope of money, yeah. and just puts it on the counter, and she throws away her business anything. plan. Yeah, because she needs but, more than just money to 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 make this business yeah. plan work. She needed support, which she's not going to get anymore. Um, also, like T Tonya's sort of now like very quickly entering into like a, a dependent codependent relationship with greg off the yeah. back of off the basis of very little um knowing he's going to die and leave her yeah. emotionally distraught and vulnerable again yeah so she's not making healthier choices really in no. any way um oh just 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 upsetting um yeah kai gets arrested we don't see this happen 
We no. don't even they don't even name him. They just say it was a, a one of the bus boys, basically. Yeah. Um, like showing it doesn't matter that he doesn't matter. He's not important. No. The fact that he's now going to have his life utterly ruined and destroyed is a, is irrelevant yeah. to the rest of these people. Um, but we find out from Amond that this has happened and they've recovered the stolen jewellery. So they're having the hotel pay stayed, the hotel stay paid for entirely by the hotel now. And they've got the money, the jewellery back. So beyond the emotional trauma of finding somebody in the hotel room, etc., uh, which has actually served to bring them closer together as a family almost, yeah. um, they're having no implications from this happening to them. But Paula has caused this to happen and Kai yeah. is, is, is ultimately the victim. Yeah. Um and she has not said anything. No. No, like, she's not said. She could have easily anything. said I took all them. I did this. Yeah. Eventually though, she does admit <laughs> that she was involved in it. Uh does she go to the police? But, does she go to Armand? Who does she go to 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 say that she's done this? Her friend. Her friend Olivia. Olivia. Um and uh, just accuses Olivia of being as privileged as the rest of them, which is absolutely true. But you know what? Yeah. So is Paula. And yeah. Paula yeah, says exactly she rests doing it and they reconcile and Paula just fully just joins them. Paula is in that world and decides to stay in that world and will go off and live a life and be, you know, friends with Olivia for however long and never again think of, of Kai and the, no. the, the way that she destroyed him. Yeah. Because she's a bad person. Um... Quinn arrives and tells his well, parents... Well, she's got a lot to lose, doesn't she? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the privilege that uh, Olivia can give her... Yes, because uh, her place uh, in this world is, is on a shaky you know. ground. So she needs yeah. Olivia. If she wants to stay in that world, but and she's decided yeah. she does. Um, Quinn arrives and tells his parents he's going to stay on the island and go canoeing, and that's going to be his life now, which they immediately dismiss. And to be fair to them... I I think you would probably dismiss that idea. Absolutely, like <laughs> it's, it's mad. <laughs> Can you imagine if you went to your parents at sixteen? Like I'm staying on this island. I'm gonna stay in Hawaii and go canoeing every day. <laughs> They'll be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but totally, no more reaction. Yeah, but unfortunately, as the audience, we only us in the in the perception of the audience were able to see that this probably is actually like a good move for Quinn in a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, but his parents are absolutely uninterested in hearing of this. Um, uh, Shane has now told his travel agent about the robbery, who has told Arm- Armand's boss about the robbery, meaning Armand is now going to be fired. He's losing his job. Shane has succeeded in completely ruining Armand's life. Armand has made bad decisions throughout the course of the week, absolutely. But um, but if, Arm- if, if Shane had a minimum of <coughs> empathy, he wouldn't try... <coughs> If he knew the Armand situation, there's not as like his. He wouldn't yeah, like thrive in trying to make him fired. But the things that Armand has done are not have not resulted in Shane losing anything really. But like Shane now has done something that's going to result in in Armand losing yeah. his job. Well done, Shane. Um, meaning work. that uh, Armand now has one thing in his life that he's interested in, and that's the last of Olivia and Paula's stash of drugs. Yeah. So. Armand spends the rest of the day getting incredibly high, um, struggling for the work day, serving dinner, and then sneaking into the pineapple suite. <laughs> yeah. Entering the pineapple suite and um, sort of messing around with the stuff in there. Just generally, he's, he's just in there just to create 
havoc. He doesn't like yeah. Shane. He wants to no. ruin Shane's day. So he opens up Shane's suitcase and he does a big poo. <laughs> and you see it. It's horrible. Yeah. You see this incredible side-on shot of Armand, um, similar to the side-on shot we saw of Dylan earlier in the series. Yeah. But instead, this time, um, there is a big old log coming out of there um, <laughs> and dropping smoothly onto Shane's suitcase. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> while this is going on, Shane, Rachel comes down to dinner and is clearly having a bad time struggling to work out what she wants. Shane um just gets frustrated by this. Is it disinterested in whether or not he's the cause of Rachel's struggle? Yeah. And uh, storms off from dinner back up to the suite. Um Armand hears Shane coming in and hides. And Shane <laughs> sees what's in his suitcase <laughs> and uh is suitably confused and upset to find uh, a turd amongst his clothes um yeah. and then Shane because Shane is 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 off his head high isn't really in a state where he can really you know hide effectively um he makes a noise he bumps into something Shane realizes there's an intruder in the room everything that happened the previous day with Kai breaking into the Mossbacher's room comes to a head here where Shane decides, right, I'm going to defend myself. I'm not going to let somebody beat me up. And he grabs a pineapple knife from the side. Mm. And um, he sneaks around. There's this sort of like um, partition wall in the room that they're both sneaking around. Neither of them really know where the other one is. Shane's holding the knife out um, in a way, you know, to, to sort of uh, defend himself. Armand steps quickly around this thing, thinking that he's not where Shane is, and steps right into the knife that Shane is holding. Um, killing him. Yeah. And that's the body. That's who's that's who is uh That's the body. That's that the dead person. Is Armand who has just had his life destroyed by Shane and has now been killed by Shane. Mm. Is Shane gonna go to prison? We don't know. No, he's well, not. It gets really, well, it gets released. It's 100% going to go down as self-defence. Somebody was in the room. Yeah. He had yeah. done a poo in his luggage. Yeah. Um, And he just turned around this corner and walked into the knife. Shane is not going to suffer a second of consequence yeah. for this. No. Um, whereas Armand has now lost not only his job, but his life as well. Yeah. Um. Rachel, while this is going on, finds Belinda to ask her for help. <laughs> I love that scene. Explains her problems to Belinda. And what does Belinda do? Well, what did she say? Have you... Uh, have, has she asked for um, advice? What would you advise me? What should I do? Yeah. And I think and Belinda I think... just says something like, honey, I'm all out of advice. And yeah. And walks away. Something and then she just walks effect. off. Yeah. Which is like how I... Oh, it's just, thank goodness... You know, he sees this privileged girl on a bed crying because of her privilege. And she just got basically, you know, like a dream that she didn't have ripped away from like, that somebody offered her, taken away from her. And she said, I don't, I don't give, I don't care. And um, she's right. She's absolutely right. Not to care. Um... So, 
uh, we uh, find ourselves back in the departures lounge of the airport. Yeah. Um, everyone has had a very eventful time. Yeah. The, this is a holiday people are going to remember for a while, probably. Um, uh, I can't remember if we see Tanya and Greg at this point. We may do, I think, just sort of going off on there uh, mm-hmm. to live their life of whatever they're doing together. Um, we see, again, a coffin being loaded onto the plane, although now we know it's yeah. Armand's body. The only thing that made yeah. me throw out, unsure about whether it would be Armand is I, I wasn't sure why he would be flown away from the island, but I guess he'll have family elsewhere in the world that yeah. maybe his body's been flown to. Um, yeah. We see Shane again. He's on his own. He's going to get on the plane and go back. His honeymoon, a disaster. His marriage ended. Except... Ah. Uh-huh. Who should arrive Except. at the last second? But Rachel. Rachel. Um, who just says sorry i'm gonna be happy and yeah sort of just decides that this is yeah she's a trophy wife and she just accepts it and this is what she wants to do yeah which is um do you think this is because of what happened between her and belinda or do you think this is what would have happened either way if belinda had genuinely tried to help her would she still have done this uh i think she's trying to be who she's not and I think it would have happened regardless because from the moment that she said that he said you can't write the article and she doesn't write the article, we know that, or at least I thought that she she doesn't want to be a trophy of a wife because that's not, you know, not that's not you know the cool thing to do or not what she thought it would be a good thing to do, but. She is enjoying the perks. Yeah. And and I think it would have happened regardless. Yeah, you're probably right. So, um, yeah, there's a real cyclical thing to her story where she, yeah. she, you know, she just decides to stay. She just ends up staying exactly where she is, which is why I said earlier, yeah. I think that Mike White hates her, hates this yeah. character. Because uh, I don't even very think... judgmental of her. Because I don't even think what Belinda said changed anything. No. Like... I think what Belinda. I don't think. I don't even think she understood what Belinda was trying to say. No. I think then all of her life, Rachel is gonna go on and just feel like she's better than that, and she shouldn't. She she shouldn't be a trophy wife, but she'll still be with him. Yep. Yep. I think you're right. So. That's uh, that's the end of their story, and then the final thing we see is uh, the Mossbuckers getting on their plane. And yeah. at the last moment, Quinn exits the queue, leaves yeah. the hotel, and returns to the canoeers. Yeah. Where they canoe off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, and that's the end. That's the end of the White Lotus. That's the end of the White Lotus. Yeah. Um, <sighs> what an ending. Yeah. Quinn ends up being kind of the thing that runs through the whole show. Um, yeah. And is the only character that actually ends the show in a different place to how he arrived, really. Yeah. Tonya's still, you know, totally dependent on people around her. Yeah. Rachel and Shane have just sort of recommitted to each other's upsetting, yeah. sad marriage. And the rest of the Mossbackers, again, are still just sort of there. Quinn's the only one that truly goes on any sort of journey, other than maybe Belinda, but that's just a sad, upsetting world that she's kind of found herself in. 
Yeah, well, the, there's Belinda, there's waiting for on the shore for the new guests. So you see a shot of yeah. Belinda. Yeah, oh yeah, with, that's like, very true. Not being, you know, with a sad, you know, normal And is there like a new Armand there as well? Just sort of immediately yeah. flown yeah. into so a place. Yeah, so it's already been Armand. replaced. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't matter. And no. uh, the, the cycle starts again. Yeah. So that's it. So what did you think of The White Lotus overall? I loved it. I thought it was... Um, I think it's a great show and um uh there are so many messages from just the the opening credits with the you know like you said like the fruit and the the images um depend it, when the certain name is there and the rotting paper and uh the the characters that are so complex but not complex about privilege um and uh like for me Rachel is like the the real kind of and like like you said my Mark um Mike White doesn't like Rachel and I don't like Rachel because she's I'm not saying she she can she can do whatever she wants with this marriage. At the end of the day, she can do whatever she wants and she's got the tools to be able to have money and everything and she's not happy with that. Yeah. And she's never going to be happy with anything. But she doesn't want to give up the privilege of all of this. And how, like I said before, I think all of us could be any of them We've all been a Rachel where we haven't been happy with the situation we're in, but we're not really fighting to get into another situation. Mm. Uh, being done for, and maybe not into the scale of the white lotus of the white, white privilege, but I feel like he, he doesn't, I don't think Mike quite dislikes any of his characters. I think he dislikes them in different ways, but also he also ha has a feeling. Because you, you do... You do feel sorry for most of the characters throughout the show. Apart yeah. from Shane. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and Kitty. <laughs> and Mark. <laughs> well, you know, I guess I guess when he when he when he had cancer, maybe. Yeah, but he never actually yeah. did have cancer. No, no. No, you're right. Um yeah. And you know, although they had to set it in one place because of the pandemic, it kind of makes it even more effective because they're all kind of in a prison in a oh, self. Oh yeah, no, um, yeah, the resort it needed self to be put like that. a prison, and um, yeah. What did you think? I loved it. I really, really yeah. liked it. I loved the tone of it. It feels a little bit different to anything else, and that's helped yeah. by the score. And just the mm. fact that it's sort of a satire, like a blackly comic, dark yeah. satire, um, which you don't see as many of them as, as other sort of types of prestige dramas. And um, it's very funny at times. It's really shocking at other times. Um, mm. It's really sad. It just it just hits every note perfectly. Yeah. And yeah, I think Mike White's great. And they're going to, they're, 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 they're They've decided it's an anthology series now and there's going to be, you know, multiple seasons set at different white resort hotels around the world following different characters. Um, and it's a hard act to follow. I, you know, mm. I'm, I'm keen for them to do more of it because I love this one so much, but it's going to be difficult for them to do, you know, another season of this quality. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we'll just have to see. We'll yeah. have to see what they pull together. But no, they, they've made something brilliant here. Mike White has, uh, yeah, 
produced something yeah. really really good and uh, I'm glad I've seen it and I'm glad we've sort of sat down and talked yeah. through it like this because it's been really good entertaining yeah. time one thing that I, I think I really liked as well is just how it portrays like society in general like if you're privileged you'll always be privileged yeah um whilst and you know whatever happens you know you can kill a man you can still leave the island but if you steal if you steal and then you know have some you know bracelets you go to prison yeah, yeah. um you um you've got the the wrong room and uh, but and somebody gets fired but you 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 will never be unprivileged whilst everybody else at the bottom is struggling yeah uh, you are just walking all over them and any little victory you have, you don't realise how it chips away at somebody yeah. that hasn't got the same privilege as you. So I thought it was um, it was a really good portrayal of um, metaphor of like society. It's good, very intelligent, very intelligent. Very intelligent, yeah. No, no, it was great. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, who was your favourite performance in it? Oh, performance. Yeah, performance. I think Armand. Yeah, I do I'd agree Armand. with Armand. So would you I hire... think um, Tanya as well, like Armand and Tanya. Yeah. 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 Who's your favourite character then? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> who's my favourite character? Not necessarily um, that you think is a good person, but that you enjoyed watching the most. Probably a mont still. Like I think he's yeah. just a, he's just a great. You know, he went from saying something, and not respecting what he was saying, yeah. <laughs> and ending up in a coffin. Yeah, I think the highlight running through the whole series is the is the confrontations between Armand and Shane. I think yeah. that's sort of my yeah. favorite part of it all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, is those two characters going at each other was was always entertaining. Um, but, um, what's his name? Jake Lacey. I think Jake Lacey is an incredible um, actor. Like he can change really quickly from being like a lovable guy to an absolute dickhead. Yeah, he's good in it. He's really good in it. Like I just seen him in uh, one. I uh, in in Girls. Um, he's um. Hannah's Lena Dunham's boyfriend and at the beginning he's really lovely and I'm like oh that's a nice character to play after I watched you know the White Lotus and in here and then he turns and he becomes like Shane and you go oh you're very good at turning and becoming a horrible man yes oh that's bizarre what? sorry I got distracted by something um <laughs> Okay. There's a there's a group on Facebook where you you do do you know the Tesco meal deal? Yeah. Uh, you can post a photo of your meal deal and then people like rate how good your meal deal is if you see what <laughs> oh I mean. God. It's okay. a bit of fun, Alex. Anyway, I posted a photo of a meal deal in there yesterday, and then the actual official Tesco Facebook account has just commented on my photo, which is weird. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that just really threw me when I got a notification popped on my phone saying Tesco had commented on my on something that I've been. Um so uh yeah, it was great. Ten out of ten. I thought it was brilliant. Ten out I of ten. I can't wait to see the next season. Yeah. Um Definitely. I hope they bring back the same composer and find another way to, to kind of make the soundscape of the, of it so good. Um 
And yeah. I'm, I can't wait to find out who else they're casting in it. We already know Jennifer Coolidge is, is returning. Whether she plays Tanya McCoy again or somebody else, I don't know. Um, I had just assumed she'd play Tanya again, but I guess yeah, maybe I she won't. So. Like you said, maybe she'll play somebody else, who knows. But um, she's just so good in it. And yeah, no, it's um, it's great. So if you, if you haven't seen it, and you've listened to our discussion of it, that's shocking, but there's plenty of other tiny little moments. There's there's, there's yeah. so much throughout the six episodes that we haven't covered um, that yeah. you could uh, you could go and enjoy. So, yeah. And even if you know everything, watch it. It's really, really good. I don't think uh, we have made, you know, it's just so good to watch. Like, I want to watch it again now. Yeah, agreed, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, go and, go and search out, go and watch it, and um, you can join us again in the future for uh, more fun um, specials. I think next week, episode 55, yeah. uh, we'll be doing a special on uh, Dune. Dune! Frank Herbert's Dune adaptation, which is... Uh, yeah. I uh, can't wait to talk about that in detail. Um, so yeah. that's awesome. So please join us for that. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Please look us up on all the social media places. You can find links in the show notes of this episode and every episode to... Uh, our Instagram page and our Facebook and everywhere else that we can be found on the internet. So please do come and join us and send us your thoughts on the White Lotus and uh, and other sort of elements of pop culture. If there's anything you think we should do a special on, uh, anything we should cover, please let us know and um, we'll happily do our best to uh, fulfil your requests. And uh, yeah, have a lovely time and we'll see you again for episode 55 um, on Arrakis. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Love you. Bye.